Welcome to the Life with Five podcast, where we get real about marriage and parenting. Our heart is to help you discover hope and healing by infusing faith into your family. Here are your hosts, Ray and Carol Hintz. Hi, and thanks so much for joining us today. We're excited to have you in because we're going to be talking about change, shifting into new seasons, transition. Maybe you're in that type of season. I mean, we're in the Phoenix area, so like there is no different season here. It is just hot, hotter, and hell. (laughs) Pretty much. literally all we have. (laughs) But we grew up in the Northwest. We're from Portland, and they do have beautiful seasons there, and they're different. And so it's kind of nice to go through those things. But sometimes those seasons hit you like a little bit, like just a slow, and you're like, oh man, now it's spring. But sometimes they hit you in the face and it's like, what is happening? It is so hot all of a sudden, or there's snow outside, (laughs) or rain is pouring down. You're like, why is this happening to us? Yeah, and I think the same is true in life. And the last year has been a pretty big year of transition for us as we moved from being lead pastors at a church plant to joining with another church, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but... and. As we film this, (laughs) we are selling our house and buying another one. So we're in that whole process and it's a lot, there's a lot of change happening, but it's, it's good. And seasons can be simultaneously nerve wracking Mm -hmm. and exciting. But one thing is certain change will come. Yep. Yeah. And Ecclesiastes three, three verse one says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Yeah. And change is inevitable. I think all of us really, we're going to deal with this. And so we want to talk about some of the different types of changes that maybe you're going through, share a little bit about some of the changes we've gone through. And since we talk a lot about marriage and family parenting, let's start there. Maybe you're in a relationship and you're getting ready to get married, maybe you're engaged, or you just got married, you're a newlywed, and you're figuring out like, oh my goodness, I'm not sure if I knew this person was gonna be like they are. I'm sure it was a shock to Carol's system when she moved in with me. She's like, this guy is just a whole wreck. What, what am I gonna do? What did I get myself exactly. into? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or maybe you've been married for a little bit and you're trying to decide if it's time to start a family, or maybe you even have a new baby at home and you have to figure out that transition. It's a big deal going from just the two of you to now having to take care of an infant and all the change that that brings, figuring out how each of you responds to like the lack of sleep and the crazy (laughs) schedule. And it can be a challenge. Absolutely. Then they get a little bit older and they're toddlers and you know, you Mm -hmm. might have some terrible twos and some tantrums thrown in there. And then eventually they become high schoolers and there's still more like tantrums and stuff thrown in there, (laughs) but they're figuring out life, right? Right. They're getting older. They're trying to grasp like what is life and all the hormones and there's an awareness all of a sudden. So there's lots of transition and change, not only in their life, but when that happens in their life, that means it's also going to happen in your life, mom and dad, right? And eventually you get to the point where they move out. Now you're an empty nester. And I know Mm -hmm. I always joke about like, I'm so ready for our boys to move out, but not for our (laughs) girls. And that's not entirely true. Like I'm going to miss each of them when they move. But those are all transitions that we have to deal with. And this isn't even to mention like all the life transitions we go through. Right. I think as we grow up and we become older, we we go through a lot of changes in like our friendships. The people that we were friends with in high school or college, you know, maybe those friendships start to fade and you become closer with the people that are in your current circle. But you know, you could have a friend that moves away too, and that could right. or maybe you move away, and that can be a hard transition as well. You might have career changes, a promotion, or maybe you're like Ray and quit your job without telling your wife. (laughs) It was a long time ago, in fairness. Don't do that. It was not good. (laughs) 
<laughs> Not a wise decision. No. And you might also find yourself moving for various reasons to a different state or a city. And that can bring change, a lot of change with it as well. Yeah. Or maybe you're going through like really difficult things. Maybe it's a divorce or sickness in your family, especially if it's a prolonged sickness right. or maybe even death and trying to navigate and figure out what do we do now and how do we talk to each other? How do we deal with it ourselves? How do we talk to our kids if we have kids? Those are all things that we're trying to figure out. And it's it's a lot to take on, especially if you're hurting in those moments. Or maybe now the you're in a season of stability. Maybe you've okay. really been, things have been going good and you're like, man, Ray, this is fantastic. I just kind of want to keep sailing. it. Yeah, keep it like this forever. <laughs> I promise you a change is coming, all right? It's coming. Yeah. And so we want to share four ways to tell if you might be moving into a new season. And the first way is maybe there's just a prayerful stirring. And we really do want to focus on that prayerful part because yeah. it really is important that you're praying and bringing God into the equation. And then maybe there's just a sense like something is changing. And we had this recently happen for us. Yeah. A couple of years back, we really sensed that change was coming for us. And I think God spoke to both of us individually first as we were praying through things. Things. And then it's really important, you know, if you sense that stirring to bring your spouse into it too, because chances are that God's talking to them as well. And then you can pray about it together and figure out what that means for you. But for us, we just felt like something was changing. We didn't know exactly what it was. We had had several family members pass away. So we thought maybe it was time to move back to Oregon to be closer to our family. But we just didn't, we didn't know. So we were praying about it, talking to our kids about it it. And then an opportunity presented itself and we ended up staying on at the church we had been serving at for several years, but stepping into a new position as lead pastors. Yeah. And so often when God is preparing you, yeah. you're not going to know all the details. And I think that's really important. And we have to remember there's a faith element, right? right. To our walk with Jesus. And so you got to keep this in the forefront of your mind. And I love what Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six says. It's probably one of my most quoted uh, verses that I use in messages when I'm talking to people. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Maybe that's just a word for somebody right there, right by itself. Just don't lean on your own understanding. Trust right. in God. And in all your ways, submit to him. So surrender. Say, God, I'm giving you control, and he will make your path straight. And when we trust God, your faith keeps you grounded where you're at until it's the right time to shift so you don't move out of the time of God. Yeah, that's so good. And the second thing we want to talk about is unforeseen opportunities. And while we might see that change is coming at times, there are other times <laughs> when an opportunity that you had no idea about presented itself. And a few years back, we were youth pastors in Oregon, and we were really happy where we were. Mm -hmm. um, and we took a trip to visit some friends in Tucson who were on staff at a church. And we... we really sick. We did get really sick. And thankfully they were amazing and helped us take care of our two little babies. <laughs> yes. Only two back then. Only two. So you know how long ago it was. Yeah. But we were just there for vacation and had a great time with them. And you know, when it was about time for us to go home, our, our friend said, Hey, my pastor wanted me to ask you, <laughs> we have a youth pastor position open and we are wondering if you might want to apply. Yeah. 
And so sometimes when you find yourselves in those opportunities with those unforeseen situations that are coming your way, I think it's important to remember a couple of things. Number one, like we are just talking about, bring God into the equation. As followers of Jesus, there will be times when we leave the good for the great. And so there's always going to be a million opportunities out there, and you can't take hold of every single one of those opportunities. So what you're trying to do, and again, I think this goes back to having a clear vision. So I know, okay, this is the most important thing. Don't assume that something different though is going to solve all your problems. Cause this yeah. is what we do a lot of times, right? <laughs> like we're not happy where we're at. So we're just going to change jobs. We're going to change relationships. We're going to change this. We're going to change that thinking that it will solve all our problems. And then the worst feeling is when you get into that new place or that new relationship or that new thing, and you're still just as unhappy, maybe even right. more so than you were. So if you're not happy where you are, likely it's likely that you don't need just a change of scenery. You probably need to let God do some work inside of you. Yeah. In fact, I think that when you are unhappy, that's probably the worst time to yeah. make those types of decisions because we really do have to consider the timing. And that's the second thing here. For many, we have a tendency to rush into the new <laughs> and shiny, right? Mentioned that. Uh, it's fun and exhilarating, and it's harder to be patient and take your time mm-hmm. and wait for God to open those doors. For others, though, you might struggle to pull the trigger. And I tend to be a little bit more like that. Uh, So yeah, I have great patience, but you know, it can be hard for me to take that step, even when I know that it's the next right thing. Yeah, and we talked about this the other day, but we've mentioned it many times throughout the years. You're you're never going to be a hundred percent certain when right. it's time to make a change. You're not going to know one hundred. Like I hear people say, I was like, there ain't no way you knew a hundred percent. Like <laughs> you, you might have been riding high on the feelings and felt like it was the right. right. But like there's a, there's again that faith element. So like. I think Carol read in a book, she's, what they say, 51% yeah, sure? Yeah, 51% I, I need sure. higher percentage. Can you give me like <laughs> 70%? At least I like, I'm by the 70% rule. You can okay. let us know what your percentage rule is before you make the change. But there's got to be some sub- level of certainty. You can say, okay, I can see how God might be using this. Right. But, you know, because you don't want to be foolish, but you're never going to know fully. Unforeseen opportunities come to all of us, but it's our responsibility. And I want you to hear this. It's our responsibility to determine whether or not making that move is right. And we do that with the wisdom that we've received from God. Yeah, that's really good. The third thing that we want to talk about is closed doors. And sometimes that's what God uses to move us into a new season of life. And while it's not as exciting as maybe an unforeseen opportunity that just happens to present itself, closed doors, again, are often what God uses to shift us because we can be stubborn creatures. And sometimes he just has to say no in a really obvious way. You know, I think we see a lot of examples in the Bible, honestly, where God closes doors or he he gives real clear instruction to not go into certain areas. And so sometimes we want to explore things that God really doesn't want us exploring, at least not at that time. Maybe it, maybe it's not time or maybe it's just not the right place. Maybe we're not ready, prepared for it, either internally or externally, whatever the case might be. And so we want to be really careful about that. In just uh, over a year ago or so, uh, we had one of these situations happen where God really closed a door. We I mentioned we were lead pastors at a church and it was something we were so excited about. And then COVID hit. We were there for a few months. We had some financial issues that we were still working through with the church and we were heading the right direction for sure. But this was really put a cramp on trying to find a new space once things started to open back up. And I felt like 
we exhausted so many different options. <laughs> we tried so many different things. Of course, we were online and then we were trying to find a space. We couldn't go back to the place we were meeting at. We couldn't afford other places. Okay. I felt like I was talking to a bunch of people, asking questions, asking around and finding no answers. And I'll be honest with you, I was really upset in this season. I was like, God, I don't understand. I feel like we're being really faithful with the small things that you've given to us and you've put us over these people and you're not being fair with this. Like, <laughs> I feel like you're taking it all away. And after a while in really submitting my heart and I think some of my pride, if I'm just being real and honest, it came to the, we came to the conclusion, like the right thing to do was to close it down and to join with another healthy situation. So we could continue to um, provide that leadership to our people, but also provide them a place. And I think that's yeah. what a, a pastor really is called to do. And so the whole thing that was so hard for us. Yeah, but it's been a really good transition and we found a place that is home for us. Yes. And it's just, it's been amazing. God's really provided in that. But the fourth thing we want to talk about is an overwhelming burden. When you feel an overwhelming burden for something, that might be a sign that God's leading you into a time of transition. And over the years, we've seen this happen with lots of people. And often it's one of the most meaningful transitions you can make in your life, but it is usually one of the slowest. Yes. And I know Carol loves this analogy that I've written down, but burdens are kind of like birth, right? They take time to develop inside of you before anything actually comes out of you. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> yes. Lovely imagery, right? And I know, I know it could maybe feel like it's a little bit gross, but it is true. And I think it is actually a very apt analogy mm -hmm. because when you think about a burden, it's happening inside of you. No one else usually even knows about it or right. at le least knows the depth to which it's happening inside of you. I think about Nehemiah in, in the Bible. He goes out and he hears like his city, the city walls where he was well in Jerusalem. They're torn down and his heart breaks and God just begins to speak to him. No one else knows what's going on. And he goes and he surveys the land and he sees all these things happening. And so sometimes that burden is just something that's happening inside of us. Yeah, it's those things that capture our attention, that we can't shake, that we continue to think about. And often those burdens, when those happen, we can't always see how we can help. We mm. know that there's something we can do, but maybe we have ideas, but we don't know what others are doing, or and maybe it just doesn't feel obvious to us at first. Or maybe you are already doing something in that area, but you know you could be doing more and the pressure just feels overwhelming and you need some help, someone to talk through it with so that you can take some steps to navigate moving forward. Yeah, and that's really one of the reasons that we really advocate for community because yeah. we know that if you have a strong burden, it's gonna get to the point where you can't shoulder the load by yourself. And so you need to have people around you who love you, also love God and can call out those things inside of you that they see so that you can pursue them. I think of uh, Jethro in the Bible with Moses and Moses is trying to judge all the people. And it's yeah. just this overwhelming feeling. And Moses is like, you know, I don't know what it was like, but all day long, <laughs> people coming to him, bringing their cases, their issues and like, Moses, give us some wisdom, tell us what to do. Mm -hmm. And it was just so many people. And Jethro's like, he looks at him and he says, this isn't good what you're doing. And Moses is probably thinking, what do you mean? I'm here for my people. I'm helping them. And he said, no, no, no. you can't do this. Why don't you teach other people to do what you're doing? Yeah. And then you can judge the really difficult situations that come all the way to the top, but let them make those decisions, empower other people. And so when we're burdened for something on, often we want to do everything, but we need to learn how to empower others as well. And we, that helps us to really, I think, 
unlock that next phase of change. Yeah. And these are four ways that we often see God is moving us into a new season of life. But we do want to give you some really practical tips that you can employ if you're wondering if it's time to make a change. And the first one is to spend time with God. Mm. And I know we say this a lot, pretty (laughs) much every episode, but it is so important. You've got to be reading his word. You've got to be praying because that's how you're going to get wisdom and direction for your life. His word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. And if we don't have that, then we're really making big decisions in the dark. Yes, really, really good. We don't want to make any decisions in the dark, let alone big decisions in the dark. We want to make sure that we're walking in the light of God and that he's guiding and directing us. Another thing is talk with people who love you and love God. I know I just kind of referred to this, but this is important to be in a community of people. Like if the voices you're hearing are just the haters, if the voices you're hearing are always the people telling you you can't do it, probably that's going to influence you and impact you in a negative way. So be around people who will be honest with you to tell you the truth, but will all do that in love and encourage you to move towards the transition and changes that need to be made, not just that are best for them, but that are best for you. Right. It's also really important to communicate with your spouse and with your family. Before we transition into the role of lead pastors, we sat our kids down and we talked to them about it because we, at that point, we were still praying about it. We weren't sure what we were going to do. And so we sat them down and gave them the options, whether we move back to Oregon, stay here and take this position, maybe we move somewhere else. But bringing them into that and praying together as a family was really a bonding experience for us. It shows them, you know, that we're trusting God with our next steps and want to hear from Him and gives them the opportunity to hear from God too. Yeah, so I got better. I went from not telling Carol that I quit a job to actually (laughs) talking to her and praying through it. And here's the thing, when you're talking with your kids, they may have differing opinions. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to agree with that opinion or make the decision based on that, but you want that input so they know that they're heard in it. So you can also walk them through if you decide to go a different direction. Here's why we're doing that. And that's Mm -hmm. that's really important. Then another thing, uh, envision yourself making the change. I know this seems like maybe this is something natural for some people. For others, this might not though be. What is it going to require? The Bible says that we're supposed to count the cost. Here's what I find all the time. People have ideas. Ideas are cheap. They're a dime a dozen, but it's the execution. It's the follow through that really makes a difference. If you want to have a successful transition, if you want to make a successful change, move into that new season, it's the follow through. So what's it going to take? Like we're buying a house and we have to literally budget for like, okay, we're changing this and we're changing that and we're Mm -hmm. getting these floors and we're doing that. And all these things cost money, so we have to count the cost before we go in. Otherwise, Carol's just going to go to Target or get online and go to (laughs) Ikea and buy everything, and we will have no money, and we will be destitute, and you will be reaching we'll be we're reaching gonna, out to you we're gonna show up on your couch one day yeah <laughs> with five kids just you don't want that no you definitely do not <laughs> and if possible test it out first and this goes along with having patience but before you just up and quit your job <laughs> to be a full-time youtuber maybe you know right. my kids want this so bad to be full-time youtubers but you know you might want to try it out a little bit first do it on the side see what works for you see if you even like being being a YouTuber or whatever it is that you want to do, because you might not. It might not be something that you're willing to put in the effort and the work that it actually takes. It looks glamorous. It looks fancy, but it's actually a lot of work. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let us know if you're in a season of transition, what's going on in your life? Where are you trying to go to? What are you trying to figure out? And hit us up on Instagram. Make sure to DM us, Life with Five Podcasts. We want to hear from you. We'd love to pray with you as well as you navigate those seasons of transition. If you found this episode helpful, would you do us a favor and take a minute to rate the podcast and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on? This really just helps us to reach even more people with a message of hope and healing that infuses faith into their marriage and into their family. And we want to say thank you so much again for hanging out with us today. Make sure to catch all the new episodes of the podcast every Tuesday. But until then, we'll see you next time.